did his pow out. The Powwow with Mo podcast. Welcome to episode five of the Powwow with Mo podcast. I'm Mo. I am Powwow. All right, well, let's get into it. So the first thing I want to bring up is you can email us at thepowwowwithmo at gmail.com, and we do have a new email this week. So our friend Marshall, who even brought up when we talked about the top five TV shows, mm-hmm. sent an email disappointed we did not have Lost in the top five. <laughs> of course he did. Or Friday Night Lights. And both of them I love. Agree. I think we... I know we definitely talked about Lost, just it didn't always make sense, they didn't have a plan, but it's, it is it is great. It is. Friday Night Lost just kind of falls off. Um, I love Michael B. Jordan, but the fourth and fifth season just aren't quite as good, and they really lose something with me when Riggins went from being a senior in season one to he was a senior again in season yeah. three. It never made sense, um, but yeah, great shows, Marshall. They really are. For sure, man. All right, so what kind of current events do we have going on? So, first, I want to bring up uh, Houston uh, beat the Yankees uh, 4-0 to make it to the World Series. Uh, They're first in 12 years. Uh, They'll be facing the Dodgers, which is the first time in almost three decades uh, that they'll be going against each other. Right on. And uh, something I came across this week that I thought was interesting are some Belgian scientists have linked sugar to cancer tumors. So, America's fucked. We are fucked. Uh, I don't think they know a lot yet. I think it's just something in the sugars helps tumors grow faster. They share some ingredients there, right? Uh, so I'm sure that over the next however long, people will research it more and we'll know, and maybe they'll take sugar out of foods and replace it with fat, and we'll go back to the way it was before. <laughs> For sure. Um, but I thought that was fairly interesting. Yeah. Uh, one thing i seen that came out this week is that uh, there was a study done um, in 2015 where there was 9 million deaths due to pollution. That is nearly one in six deaths are due to pollution. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It, it's a little nuts. And I mean, that, that's anything from air, water, soil, chemical, or occupational pollution. Well, but then again, like there's pollution everywhere everywhere so it's not that surprising for sure it's like you drink water guess what it's been polluted you breathe air (laughs) but it's been polluted there's nowhere on earth unless they have a biodome somewhere where it's not all polluted yeah agreed and i mean you brought that up air i mean that that is the largest uh contributor to early death uh out of those nearly nine million it was 6.5 million were due to air pollution yeah, and then, you know, the Harvey Weinstein thing's been going on for a while. Yes, uh, it has. And then Lapita Nyong'o, or how you pronounce it, mm-hmm. Girls in 12 Years a Slave and some other things. Uh, she came out also telling a story of how he came on to her or whatever. Uh, I think it's odd. I'm not saying he's racist, but she's, you know, black. And all these other women that I know of weren't that have Mm -hmm. come out and she tells her story and then he has to make a statement of well that's not how i remember it hasn't made a statement against any other person yeah on there but it's like no the black chick's saying something i better i'm gonna go against her seems real odd um (laughs) that that's for sure also uh in japan shinzo abe uh won the election he called it a year early um so they had the 
election like a year earlier than they should have. Yeah, he called a snap election uh, a year early, and he is wanting to make changes to the Constitution uh, to make Japan's military known because when they were doing polls with people in Japan, most people just don't believe the U.S. is going to help them if North Korea was to attack. From the little bit I know, I feel like after World War II, we signed an agreement with them that they wouldn't have a military and then we would be their military. You're correct. And what they're wanting to do is make an amendment to their constitution to be able to make their military known. Um, as he was saying that they want to make, because it, currently it's called the self-defense forces, uh, and they're wanting to make a legitimate military by doing that amendment, which takes two-thirds of their parliament to do so. They thought may not be possible. However, he ended up winning whenever he had less than 30% approval ratings. He had all kinds of scandals going on, yet he still won. So, and this kind of goes on with the rest of the world. Pretty much every country is getting their version of Trump. <laughs> exactly. Because I've seen a few other countries where it's like, Thailand's Trump, so-and-so, Austria's Trump. Basically, people are like, we need to have our own bag. So I just think our world in general is that uh, no one's helping us. We got to look after ourselves. And maybe that's accurate, but... For a long time, it seemed like we were trying to all work together. For sure. <laughs> Not bit. so much anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, I mean, I saw the story about the people that finally got rescued from the Taliban. That was yes crazy. I guess uh, they raped this woman a bunch while her husband was also captured with them. I'm sure that's like the hardest thing in the world to go through. Um, but I've, a lot of stories I've seen, people are questioning, well, why were they there? I'm like, I don't really know if that's the most that's, important yeah, that's part. That's not the most important part right the there. story. But all right, um, I don't really know if we have anything else. We're up to about 50 listens on our first and last episodes of the podcast. Pretty sweet. Um, I've also looked at them. So apparently those stats aren't always accurate. We could have more, mm -hmm. and it just doesn't catch them. Or we could have less, I guess, if people listen twice, things we'll like just, that. We'll just leave that one off, though. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last thing I did want to bring up was about Gordon Hayward um, fracturing uh, his tibia and dislocating his ankle in about the first five minutes of their season opener. Yeah, it definitely sucks. And speaking of basketball, I'm pretty much all out on NFL as soon as the basketball season started. Like, I just don't care about any news stories that come up about football. I pretty much haven't looked at my fantasy football roster since the season started for the NBA. I'm just all in on any game. If it's for on, sure. I'm trying to watch basketball, and that's where I think I now know just don't really care about football like I used to, and basketball is just king in my sports brain. Agreed. Whenever I mean, when the Thunder were playing on Thursday, I was I was going to be switching back and forth from the Chiefs and Raiders game. Um, however, I was just stuck on the Thunder. Granted, I wanted to watch their season opener and see how they were playing. The first quarter did not go so well. Yeah, but they definitely going to be some growing pains for sure. But they went on a thirteen and two run in the half, and they just really never looked back. Uh, from there, they did let them slightly catch up, but it, it was um, pretty nice to see those three pulled off. And, of course, Russ Westbrook getting a triple-double right. uh, in the first game, which I see. And then all these articles are like, is he averaging it again? <laughs> exactly. It was like he's going to – he now averages a triple-double the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see. I watched, Today's Sunday when we record these. Last night, the played the Jazz and – it was like the worst shooting night ever by a team, especially a team that's supposed to have at least three great shooters. I mean, when Robertson hit like the first three in the game or the <laughs> second, you're like, oh, shit. This is not good. Right. Um, and they tried to mount a comeback, and a lot of people were like, it was out of hand. They got them four points in the second half at one mm -hmm. point in time. So 
it's crazy they were still in it, which kind of gives you hope, but like kind of just fell apart. They did. Um, so that that didn't look great. There's been some other crazy, like the Warriors are one and two right now. Yeah. And apparently Steph Curry and Kevin Durant both got ejected in the most recent game because Steph's throwing pieces <laughs> of motherfuckers. Uh, so I'm excited to see the rest of the basketball season. You know, we have yeah, for almost sure. 80 games left of just the regular season for each team. So, um, all right. So this week, our top five list is another tough one. They will start getting easier for us because we'll, we're going to have topics that are just like, I've joked before, top five Pauly Shore movies or whatever, yes. stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but this week, we're going to do top five favorite video games. So again, these aren't the best video games. These are just our favorites. I will say I have nothing. The most recent game I have came out in 2011. So I don't have hardly any new games. I mean, I, um, I guess me neither on my top five. Right. And I have, your number one is what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, I think, I, I mean, there's not like a problem with video games today, but just me personally, I've just seen to be drawn to re-releases of old games mm-hmm. or kind of smaller titles, you know, like little $10 games that I bought. I'm like, oh, this is really fun. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's because most... I really like systems in games, like, you know, a lot of back-end systems, Mm -hmm. and also, like, customization, and that's just disappearing in a lot of games. It's rather online-focused, like, you're going to play people online, which I don't care about, Yeah. or it's going to be, this is a movie we've made into a video game, like an Uncharted or something, right? And it's like, here's your one character, you're playing the story we decided for you, and the gameplay's not even great. The cutscenes are great, the graphics are great, but as far as what you do moment-to-moment... I feel like just kind of slipping a video game. So that's why Agreed. I don't have a whole lot of modern ones. But I, I do have my little honorable mentions that we'll get to eventually. So uh, what do you have for your number five favorite video game? Number five, uh, I have Lord of the Rings War in the North that was on PS3. Right, And a lot of people will say the best Lord of the Rings game is the Twin Towers movie mm-hmm. tie-in. Uh, but I agree. I loved War in the North when it came out. I think we got it at... Hastings for twenty dollars. We did when we lived together, and it was multiplayer, yep. which is something that you know doesn't happen a whole lot these days. And we just played the fuck out of nonstop. Yeah, I mean, I played with you, and then me and my wife played it. I mean, I've got eighty-seven uh, percent of the trophies. I think I've got like three or four left. Um, I'll eventually have to break out the PS3 again and try to right. platinum that out. Um, but Lord of the Rings, to me, I, I was the dwarf most of the time playing. It's just what I like to play with, but. It, Having those little secret treasures, I just I, it reminded me almost of that nostalgic feeling um, of playing an old game and finding a little wall you can break into to get a treasure chest. Right. Um, that was just a, very appealing to myself. Well, and I think what stuck out to me about the game is just it was a fun couch co-op game. And they, For sure. Couch co-op games, which basically means you don't have to be online or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, in the same room playing. I mean, there's another one on your list that's coming up. We played a lot. We lived together. Yes. But there just wasn't a whole lot of those. And so it was just fun at the time. We're like, well, hey, grab a controller. We're both going to play We're going to nerd this out. <laughs> so what do you have as your number five? All right, my number five is not a well-known game. It is called Ogre Battle 64. So okay. hence from the title, it's from Nintendo, Nintendo 64. Nintendo 64, yep. Uh, I can't even under- describe the genre, but I'll kind of try to describe what the gameplay was like mm-hmm. um there would be like an over like a map and kind of look like a mini map but it would be large and you made groups of units so you would have like five units in a group and you would lay them out on the map and tell them to go different places and then whenever they would uh come in contact with an enemy mm-hmm. troop movement it would go into the screen where they fought each other but you actually didn't do any of the fighting like all of the gameplay was done before it ever started like you assembled the way you wanted the 
your five unit group like the back row front row middle rows like a nine by nine grid you set them on okay and so basically you had to do all the preparation work and then you hope you prepared correctly all right and then you know it's kind of like this typical R- japanese rpg it would go through the stories you would beat that map and then there'd be a cut scene of stuff would happen going to the next map mm-hmm. um upgraded units you got new weapons for them things like that but you had to outfit your people and basically just for the battles that were coming up and then the stories branched off different paths things like that and i really include it because there hasn't been a game anything like it that i know of since mm-hmm. they had a super nintendo version that was real similar to it but just i don't even see them ever making a game like it yeah probably not they nope. made a ogre tactics game that was you know similar to other tactical based games but it was different on the game boy and i just probably something will never happen again i've downloaded an emulator to play it I would buy it in a 64, but apparently it's like over $100 on eBay. Cause it's just, so crazy. They didn't print a lot of this game. So someday I may figure out a way to get it. Uh, but I don't see it anytime soon as me being able to play this game again. And me mentioning it, it's on people and go and be like, oh, I got to find that. Because it's <laughs> going to be hard to find. Uh, but I loved that game. Uh, me and my friend Jonathan uh, back in junior high would just play the fuck out of it. And it was great. I don't think I never beat it because I always restarted and was like, because one of the cool things when you first start the game, it just asks you like 13 random questions. And then however you answered really? those depended on what your character was. And you never even knew what it meant. It's like, if the star comes, what is the most important to you? And it's like greed, fame, love, passion. And you're like, what does this even have to do with <laughs> exactly. anything? But you would answer those and then your guy might have like magic powers. It might be just a straight warrior. Or it just was so... Ran, it seemed random. I'm sure there's back end systems into all of it that I just didn't get at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I fucking just love Ogre Battle 64, and I'm just going to keep talking about it until someday someone makes another Ogre Battle game. For sure. So, my number four, I have Dynasty Warriors. Which one? So, hold on. Because, I mean, I have some on my list as well that's going to be like series, but I feel, feel like you got to choose one. So if I have to go with just one, because I was choosing just Dynasty Warriors in general, I'm going to have to go with Dynasty Warriors 7. Is that the one we played most recently yes. when we lived together? Yeah. Um, I think it's probably the best one because they finally added, like, weapons were kind of different and mattered a little bit. Exactly, whereas the other ones, it didn't really matter who but you had. they also added, like, a fourth. Okay, so any, so history on Dynasty Warriors. It's like a kind of history of China and how China was three different empires and then they come together to form China. Uh, but they added a fourth one in seven. Remember like the light blue color? Yeah. People. And I don't know if that had, was factual. I don't know if anything in Dynasty Warriors is factual, but they present it as if it's kind of the history, mythological history of China. In some For way. sure. I just, I love the bat- button mashing games. Yeah, I mean, it's square, 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 triangle. Square, 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 triangle. I I just, I played that game so much, and I could still pick it up right now and play it. I mean, I remember playing Dynasty Warriors 1 or 2, which are the first one I played was with my cousin Rusty, and been like, there's 100 enemies on screen, and that was such a big deal, because it used to be there would be like three people on a screen, and I think that was a massive pill of that game, is you can just kill hundreds, and, and you like me and you would have... Even though we're on the same team, we're competing to who can have the most kills. For sure. And we're getting like 1,900s, you know, things like that. I just remember when you went to Expert, all it was is, I mean, they were just adding a whole bunch more people, and they'd add them a little more difficulty where you couldn't one-hit them and knock them out. Like their health bar was slightly more. Exactly. But Dynasty Warriors definitely got to buy my number four. 
All right, and my number four, um, also a series, but I'll I'll choose a number is Monster Rancher. Uh, I'm member of Monster Rancher. We went through almost every DVD or extra video game we had right. in the house. So the whole thing on Monster Rancher first I had a cartoon when we were younger that kind of came on and it was fairly decent, I think. But I remember really getting to Monster Rancher 2 with my cousin Rusty, and then we played Monster Rancher 3, and I'll say my favorite is Monster Rancher 5, because that's the one we, when we lived together, I found an expensive-ass copy of it, because it was hard to come by. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole premise is you ranch some monsters, so you have monsters that you raise, uh, you level up their stats, and then you take them to tournaments in battle. So it was kind of in the Pokemon vein a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but the big hook is you go to revive a disc stone or something is what they called it. Yep. And then you would go there, you'd hit the button of I'm ready. And then on the PS2, it would pop out your dish tray, PS1 yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you could put in music CDs, DVDs, other video games. And then it somehow read something on the disc that would correspond with a different monster. Now, some discs gave you the same ones. Yep. But I remember, like, on Monster Rancher 3 or something, uh, Backstreet Boys Millennium would give you a special monster. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or uh, on, it might have been 5 or 3, one of them, Field of Dreams gave you a Swayzo monster that looked like a bat and a baseball. Yeah. Right? So there was some fun ones to find. And then you would eventually go where you could crossbreed two monsters you trained up and get another. And get something else. Get yeah. something else. Uh I was kind of the disc bitch for my cousin when we played number two. Like, I would be the one that sat by the console, and then whenever it would be ready, I would put in the disc and take it out, put in the disc. And you would do that for hours. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember going to friends, and we did the same thing when we were in college, where you would just go to people like, I need to borrow every CD you own. Now, this game could not exist today because no one listens to CDs, and if or they just watch everything online, so they don't really have DVDs or yep. anything like that. Um but at the time, that's just what you did. You just have a mountain of CDs. Like, we're going through 500 CDs And we're going to knock them all out. Exactly. And, and Clayton Holderby was our disc bitch. Yes, he uh, was. Whenever we played it, I'd be like, hey, Clayton, you want to sit up there? And he had no problem. He was like, fuck yeah. He was all excited. <laughs> he was just a super sweet and nice guy. Uh, but I remember playing so much of that game just to... I mean, the graphics weren't amazing or whatever. It was just a fun game. It was fun. You trained your monsters, and, and five was cool because you could train up to five monsters at once, where the old ones, you had to go one at a time. Yep. So it kind of lets you multitask a little better, and they added, like, dungeons and things to the to the number five one. Again, I think they tried it on Game Boy, which you know, obviously doesn't have disc, and you typed in words. But then you could just go online and be like, what are the best monsters? And, and then we just have a list of yeah, words. Yeah, that's just a little, it's like a game shark to me. That's a little right. little bit of a cheat. So it wasn't as cool, uh, but I, if I ever hear about Monster Ranch on other like video game podcasts, they just always give it shit. Like I've never heard anyone ever be positive about it. And I think that's because they didn't play it. Like I feel like if you played it and you got into that hook, you have to have fond memories yeah, of the game. Yeah, for sure. All right, so what do you have for number three? Number three, I have Red Dead Redemption. It's a good one. I know we had talked about it in previous weeks, and that was one of my first I'm hooked, I've got to play it every day uh, games. Um, to me, I would get on my horse with John Marston, and I would just go hunting for hawks or rabbits. Yeah, I think the hunting was the best part. Um, just, I mean, obviously you can go throughout the game and beat Quest and the main storyline, but just hunting in general going and get all those feathers or whatever else you needed to grab or trying to find a snake. Um, that to me was, was awesome. Now I know, uh, it got plenty of awards and whatnot, but it, it could have, to me, they could, they could leave it as is 
put out a new game of Red Dead Redemption, I would play it. Non-stop. Right. I mean, they've re-released some other PS3 and Xbox 360 games on the new consoles. They could right now just release it slightly upper as a 1080p, mm-hmm. and they would sell a million copies there. Yeah. And I've been waiting for them to do it because Red Dead Redemption 2's coming out within the next year. I feel like they could do. I mean, they did it to Grand Theft Auto. They put out on the new system. Yep. So. Maybe they will. I would buy it if they did sure. just to replay it. Yeah, now, I would not play. They came out with one later on, the Red Dead Redemption <laughs> Undead Nightmare. Um, I was not a huge fan of that, but I'm just also not a huge zombie person either. Yeah, me either. Uh, I mean, it was supposed to be some zombie plague that swept across the Old West back in the early 1900s. Uh, well, and kind of you mentioned that reminds me, like, I think the coolest part about Red Dead Redemption, because if it was a straight Western, it'd be cool enough. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of twisted. Yeah. Like you come across strangers that are like, I need help finding my wife. And it turns out the dude killed his wife or whatever. Like something always, or a cannibal, the guy's a cannibal or something. Yeah. Like they always threw in a little bit of shit that made you uncomfortable. And I kind of like the way they combined three areas into one map. So you're like basically in Texas at first. They don't call it that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you go down to Mexico, which looks completely different, like has a different feel and everything. And then eventually you get up to the plains, which is kind of like Oklahoma, Kansas area. And it has a different look to it all. So I just think they did a really good job with it. And because you're on a horse, the map seems bigger. Yep. Even it, though it I'm sure Grand Theft Auto is a bigger map. It just seems... But because you only have a horse to travel by, you know, it just makes I mean, it running appear. from one end of the map to the other took all day long to do. Right. Um, all right, my number three uh, this is another... I'm going to shout out the series, and then we'll see if I come down on number two or number three, is Warcraft. Okay. Now, I've never played World of Warcraft, and I have no desire to. Not a wild so, fan. Got it? When people were like... When I mention Warcraft 3 or 2, they're like, you play World of Warcraft? I'm like, no. and that Because they're not the same game. Like, For Warcraft sure. is a real-time strategy game. Um, my real first exposure to it is my friend Jonathan had Warcraft 1 a long time ago, and it was okay. It wasn't great. I mean, it was. I'm sure a lot of people will think it's great. Not amazing at the time. But then Warcraft 2, my grandparents bought a computer before I had a computer. And with their computer purchase, they you got to choose three video games. And I chose... Carmen San, where in time is Carmen, Carmen San, San Diego? Diego. Mm-hmm. Warcraft two, and then some other game that obviously didn't have much of an impact. So I don't remember what it was, but I just out their house, loved it. At the computer lab in my high school, we had Warcraft two installed on all the computers until I was in about ninth grade, and they took them off. Playing Warcraft all day on Fridays, and some of my other classmates would go, and then I was good because I owned the game, so they would always people would try to draft me on their teams and that was another thing on that game is you could change which alliances you had in the middle of it so that's pretty sweet people would be like join my team we're on team up yeah go click a button all right i won't attack them you know uh one of my favorite bully stories like of me bullying someone because i'd like to think it didn't happen too often Mm -hmm. but uh there was kid chance in my class and i knew i could take my little peasants and go and get to a cannon tower as quickly as possible. Cause you had to build certain things to, to upgrade mm-hmm. different things. And I just took my peasant and this was not for me to win. This was just to ruin his day because, <laughs> because he, uh, he cried a lot or I complained a lot yeah. and stuff like that. So it was just, that's what I wanted to do that day. So I took a peasant, built a cannon tower right near his town hall and gold mine. And then it killed all of his peasants within like six minutes into class. <laughs> and he started crying of course. And throwing a fit, like actual tears. 
And it was the funniest thing in the world to me in eighth grade. Now, yeah. I kind of feel bad about it, thinking about it. But then again, it was one day, right? Who didn't ruin And it's in eighth grade. I mean, right. the worst you, it's not at all the worst you could have done so to somebody. That's that's kind of my pitch for Warcraft 2. And then Warcraft 3 came out, and they just they made it more 3D graphics as, as opposed to like the 2D sprite-based. And they added heroes and a few other things. And I'd go to my cousin Rusty's house who had that. And I would just watch him play it, like before I even owned it. And then eventually I got it and all that. And it was the first game I really got into online play. So you could go, and I remember your sister had an ex who played that game 15 years after release. Yeah, he did not stop playing. Um, So I would go online after school when we had dial-up internet. My mom would come home from work, be pissed off at me that I was tying up the phone line, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And I would just play that online trying to, team up with my cousin, different things like that. We we're just going to try to, you know, be the best online. I, I wasn't. Um, they had custom games. I'm sure you've heard of Dota yep. or Dota 2. Like the original Dota was a custom map built on Warcraft 3. Okay. So I remember playing that back then. I've never played the actual current Dota 2, which is a standalone game. But I played the fuck out of Dota on Warcraft <laughs> 3 custom games. Um, it was just cool. It was like, oh, you can go online and play people. And that was really, I didn't have an Xbox at that time. And PlayStation didn't do the online thing really until PlayStation 3. Yeah. So it was just my – that was getting, you know, craving my itch of competitiveness, which I'm kind of out of now. But we both went through a Call of Duty phase where we're like – For sure. Got to win. And so Warcraft 3 really hit that itch. The game was just better, had a good story. Yeah. So I think I would give it to Warcraft 3 over Warcraft 2, but I probably have more memories – from Warcraft 2, but I will say Warcraft 3 would be the third on my list. All right. So, number two, I have Far Cry 3. Yeah, I'm, you love that shit. I did. I remember I got it uh, for Christmas in 2012. Uh, I remember the day I got it from my grandparents. I sent you a picture of it um, with my blue controller that I was stoked about. And that was that game I played religiously. I ended up beating the game um, and then playing it over again. To me, I mean, it is a first-person shooter game, um, but I just loved the you're in you know the Indian and Pacific Ocean, which I did think it's strange that this guy who's somebody reborn at the end of the day, he's just some white dude from America, um, right? And happens to be well, and, uh, and Far Cry's taken some shit in their series for being very whitewashed for sure um i mean you play with a guy named jason brody and as you're going throughout uh the quest and and beating certain parts you get more of a tattoo on your arms and and that's what signifies that you're getting closer to the end of the game um but to me i just it would literally give me anxious when i'm swimming in water and i know there's a shark coming by me um i don't know why and it had that whole hunting mechanic like red dead and for sure so it wasn't just your typical first-person shooter. It added no, a little something. It, it did. And I mean, I just remember a few of the things I loved to do after I eventually got the skill was a melee attack where you could jump down off of a building with two knives in your hand and stab two people dead silent and move on. Right. Um, well, And I remember, like, I played Far Cry 2. Yeah, see, I didn't even play either one. Uh, and I remember Far Cry 2, you, like, you're in Africa, you have malaria, and then every, like... 15 minutes you had to take medicine or else some malaria and then you can knock it. So like it had some shit that was annoying about it. Yeah. 
but it always had that whole I can set fire to this tree and it'll take out the whole forest. It'll take it all people. out, which was awesome. So I think three did a good job. They kept all the fun stuff and they stripped away some of the annoying things. Yeah. And Far Cry Three was like I remember at the time I'm just reading on Magazine, it was like out of left field. Like people didn't even expect it to be good and they just and then everyone loved it. Like I mean, it was a huge success for sure. I mean, it, hence why they came out with Far Cry Four and then Far Cry uh, Primal. Primal. But I, you, you played four, right? I played four. I was not a huge fan um, because when I figured out very early on that you could get on an elephant and just destroy anybody and everybody in your path. Right. I mean, there's a fine line between being fun and then overpowered. Exactly. And I mean, when I've got an elephant and I can take out. 20 vehicles before my elephant dies and then I can just go find another elephant or call an elephant in to me that that kind of lost the fun um where Far Cry 3 which very much like my my number one I liked being very uh stealth uh going in with the sniper or bow and arrow and I remember when you had to uh proliferate the outpost that when you did that, if you did it without being seen, because uh, they had a, a bar that would say, you know, whether you're being watched right. or looking for you, if you weren't actually seen, you got like 10,000 XP, uh, which was always a, a huge benefit for you. But I just, I loved it. I was not a huge fan of the end of the game um, where you got a choice between killing your friends or not, which I, I never went back where I would beat it again and every time make the opposite yeah I'd make the opposite decision so maybe it would be different but I mean I chose to obviously save my friends and just kind of move on um, but I remember when I finally beat that game I was so stoked I was like alright finally got this game beat after like three or four months of playing right. and was, was done with well, it well and it had like I said the last three or four months so it had a lot of random shit you could just do for sure I mean there was a lot of uh little special tasks that you could get I mean especially if you had to uh um, what well, has that typical Ubisoft, Assassin's Creed sort of thing where it's like, here's a map with a bunch of icons. Clear all the icons. Exactly. And then there was little things like, you know, if you had to kill three sharks and uh, some kind of To piranha, make a special wallet. To, yeah, to make a wallet or uh, <laughs> some sort of hunting belt. Right. It's kind of dumb, but it was fun. Exactly. For and sure. I remember I played it after you beat it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, got like 15 hours into it. I did not even get close to beating the game. But I saw what it had to offer. I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It, it's, it's a fun game. So what do you have as number two? All right, my number two is probably going to cross over on your number one a little bit. But, and again, this is another I have to debate between two of the games <laughs> in the series. Uh, so we'll just go ahead and give away your number one. Your number one's going to be Skyrim. It is. So that's Elder Scrolls V. I love Skyrim. Part of me feels like I love Oblivion, Oblivion. more, which is four. Now, the first one I played was Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Uh I had a friend named Josh Lewis, him and his brother had it on Xbox. I would go to their house, and this is a weird way to play because you know how the game is. Mm-hmm. They would have, each have a character save, so like Josh would play it when he died. He would give it to his brother, and his brother would play it when he died. I got to play my character. Like You would just load up your guy, right? That's crazy. And we kind of took turns. Uh, but I would hang out at their house all day. I mean, they were cool enough. But a big reason was like, I want to fucking play this game. Yeah. Um, there was just something about it's a giant world. And you can just do whatever you want. Like, For sure. And especially when 3 came out. That was super new. Um, when Oblivion came out, I understood the concept more. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a little more popular by then. I think Oblivion's story is better. I think like just all of that stuff around it, it is, it's a little better. Skyrim really polished a lot of it off. Like you can dual wield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't really love the dragons aspect of Skyrim. I feel like, and that's like what it's focused on. 
I feel like if that wasn't there and they went a different direction, I would it would easily be Skyrim's the best. I have Platinum Skyrim twice, once on PS3 and once on PS4, mm-hmm. so I've fully experienced that game. So, I mean, it's really a tough call for me, but I probably just like Oblivion more because it was... I was younger when I played it, right? Understand. And so something about that. And then uh, I had a girlfriend at one time who, in hindsight, it was like the worst decision I probably ever made in my life. <laughs> and what I... And kind of towards the end of like, I just want to not think about life. Even when they like, I would do nothing but play Oblivion like 18 hours out of the day. <laughs> like I was just going to play that game and just ignore everything else that went on in the world. Whereas in Skyrim, I was in a happier place. For sure. And I feel like when you're sad, you kind of get into games more. I can see that. But yeah. I do think Skyrim's better. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, I mean, Skyrim, like I said, is my number one. Um, I, I I like the dragons. I, I'm okay with them. Um, however, to me, that didn't make the game at all. I mean, when I first went through my very first time, I was an orc. Um, and then I went with the uh, red guard because, to me, those are the most native people you could choose on that game. Well, they're the only people of color that are For humans. sure. Um, and I always so, go dark elf. Exactly. I do remember the first time I was playing it. Uh, we were at the apartment we lived in. and Oh, I love it. See, my, my PlayStation 3 broke because... Uh, my wife, it was my wife, she bought me work or God of War 3, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a used copy from a rental store where they had a sticker on the inside and they took it off. Yes. And so it had sticky residue and then the game got stuck in my PlayStation. I used a paper clip to get it out and then fuck <laughs> something up like the disc of the scanner and then I had to send mine in to get repaired and then during that I was like... Powell, I think you should play Skyrim. I think you'll really like it. Yeah, and I just remember we were playing it, and I was going into a cave. I, I am terror, terribly terrified of spiders. And I was so ready for this moment. And I, I just was not expecting it. I had not seen this part of the gameplay. And then that massive spider drops from the ceiling, and it, it shakes your controller. And I remember throwing the controller, yes. screaming like I'm a 12-year-old little girl whenever I seen that spider come down because we had the... T- probably the max on volume and it was just it was terrifying but that got me hooked right um well and going back looking at it and the ps4 version does look better mm -hmm. uh, than the ps3 at the time it looked cool yeah now you're like oh it's so muddy and exactly but it was great at the time um yeah i mean i just as soon as they come with elder scrolls 6 i'll buy it the first day and yeah i'll play it and then Fallout is basically Elder Scrolls. It's just set in a post-apocalyptic world. I just think I'm probably a little more drawn to the fantasy stuff a little bit. Agreed. And I hate it. I hate in Fallout where you have different guns and different ammunition. So it's like, well, I need to have 9mm bullets for this thing. I need to have these type of bullets for this one. And just some about that to me is not as fun as like, I just have arrows and a bow or a sword and a hammer. And exactly. And I mean, you can have different arrows, which will give you more, you know, hit power or whatever, but you can grab any kind of arrow and it still works. Right. Um, but to me, I, I really like the DLCs. Yeah. Uh, I liked the I vamp- like building houses. For sure. And building houses is. Hearths. It's not Hearthstone because that's the Blizzard game. Is that Hearthstone? Whatever. The Hearthstone? Hearts. I don't know. In, whatever anyways. it is. It's fun building houses. Yeah, and to me, I, I like the Vampire Quest. I mean, I, I beat that um, both times I went back and, and played it. But to me, I, I got a glitch on, on one, and it's whenever you're meeting the Vampire Lord at the end to beat him. If you're apparently in Sneak, at least back then there was a glitch where if you were in Sneak, while he was talking, whenever you had to fight him, 
no matter what happened, you could not kill him. Yeah, it's kind of a shitty glitch. And so I did not realize this until I'm going through in my entire arrows that I had there of, oh, I forgot what they're called, the exploding arrows that had uh, sunlight after you beat the, oh, that white, uh, was it the white elf quest or whatever you had to go through? Turn them up. Um, blazing arrows. Yeah. Blazing sun arrows. Something. And it was just, uh, it was very frustrating, but I luckily I saved it right before then and then was able to re re-upload it but it was very uh frustrating when that happened and then i realized okay you can never do that but if you're not sneak at that point even if you have 100 he's eventually going to see you because he flies around like a bat or a bunch of bats and it was quite annoying but skyrim easily is my number one well in skyrim one thing it kind of does have has over oblivion but i could easily see the argument going the other way is on oblivion when you became a vampire which is kind of built in the game same like you can on skyrim even before the dlc it's really easy to cure being a vampire on Skyrim. Like, if you become yeah. a vampire, and if you go, it's like three or four days in the game, then you, like, fully become a vampire, and then you can't go out in the sunlight because it burns you and yep. stuff like that. On Oblivion, it was like a 10-hour quest to cure vamp <laughs> vampirism, and you couldn't go out in the daylight. It was really hard. Uh, and so when that would happen you on Oblivion, your game was fucked. Yep. Unless you spend a long time fixing it. Trying to right? fix it. And that was easy with Skyrim because you had to go see that one guy. I don't remember what town it was in. And he had to get some witch's heads or whatever. Um, just make a little potion or this, whatever. Just a little and something and it was simple and it was done. So, I mean, you have no problem consistently getting, becoming a vampire when you need it and then going and curing yourself right after. Well, and on a couple, like, you know, second or third playthrough of the game, because like I said, I've restarted on a new system. I just always keep the potion of cure disease. And yeah, if I got it, I just take it. You one just take it right there. there. I hear you. So, All what's right. your number one? All right. My number one is probably my favorite game ever. I've probably beat it more than the other game, which is Final Fantasy Tactics. Yep. Uh, I've seen that one coming. If they put it out on PS4 tomorrow with the trophy list, because I love trophies, maybe we'll get into that more in a future episode. Mm -hmm. I would do nothing but play that game until I got all the trophies just to prove, like, no, I love I this game. I can do it. <laughs> uh, now, I'd probably be, like, 30 times. Not every time do I do everything. Uh, growing up, my cousin Rusty loved that game. So, And so the big thing on it is it's like a chessboard, kind of how you start the game, but different heights and everything. It's not like a flat chessboard. And you have your units that you customize, change their classes, mm -hmm. Um and so Rusty would get it. He would buy a dude and name him me. So, you know, his name would be Aaron. And then when I would be at Rusty's house, he would hand me the controller when it was my dude's turn. So whereas in most Final Fantasy games or just games, they weren't multiplayer. And this one's not either. But you could, like, fake it. But you could make, yeah. So he'd be like, all right, here's your guy. Do the turn. And I would just, like, hope I did the right thing so he didn't yell <laughs> at me. He didn't yell at for sure. Uh, but I just remember playing. I mean, we would play that game all the time. Now, I didn't realize at the time that he had a Game Shark. And he had put this cheat in. It's like when you spend your experience points, we'll just call it that. So mm -hmm. I think it's ability points or something. It didn't actually spend, and it made it easier to level up your classes. So whenever I got the game myself, and I went and visited my gr grandparents in Colorado one summer for two weeks, and I bought the game, had a PlayStation, all that, uh, I didn't have a Game Shark. And I was like, fuck, this is so much harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember I beat it in that two weeks I was there, and I just felt like such a badass. Yep. Like, I beat this on my own without my cousin. Without the Game Shark, yep. Without the Game Shark. Uh, and then it came out, I had a PSP. It was the first game I bought for the PSP, which they kind of upped it a little bit, had some cut scenes, and mm -hmm. better translated it. Because that's the thing with Japanese games, they didn't always get great 
translations to, to English. Um, so I've probably beat it on the PSP and then Vita bought that as well on there uh, a few times, e- even recently. Like I'll just play the game and be like, fucking love this game. Now <laughs> I will say it's super easy to me now. I know exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So like if I make a game now, the first thing I do is I buy a female fighter named her Koopy. And then I'll buy a male fighter, name her after you, and then I'll buy another one named after Jill, mm-hmm. your wife. And I know exactly where I want to go with everybody. I'm going to make Koopy a healer, magic user person. I'm going to get you to a monk as fast as possible. And then Jill will be like an archer sort of person. Yeah. Right? And then you have your main character. Um, and, and you get people throughout. But I'll just do that. And once you get to the monk, they're kind of overpowered. And then I'm going to try to get mine and your character up to a ninja as quick as possible because you can get a move where you can attack twice. And so if I can get there as soon as possible, then I can go back and master the other classes, and you yeah. just get two attacks every time. So like I know how to kind of rig this system because I've played it so much that it's just not difficult. Yeah, to it, just beat it. Just now, going through the motions almost. It is difficult to get like all the unlocks. Like Cloud from Final Fantasy VII is a special character, and you kind of have to know what you're doing mm-hmm. to get him. So you can go through towards the end game and unlock special characters. Uh, there's a way of getting all the summons. There's this one summon you can't learn unless you get attacked by it in this one special battle. So your people have to have like maximum HP to even survive it. And if they survive it, they'll learn it. But you like you just don't know this stuff the first time through. But Rusty, I think, had the strategy guide back in the day. So we had some inside information. Gotcha. Uh, I would highly recommend anyone to play it. Um, if you've seen like XCOM, it's kind of like that, that style okay. of battle. So, you know, your guy can move so many squares and then you have, you know, normal attack or magic attacks or different things. Uh, I've just played it so much. There's no way it can't be my favorite game. It's kind of where I'm at on it. I get you. Uh, but I fucking love Final Fantasy Tactics. I don't think they'll ever make more in the series because Square Enix, you know, does all the Final Fantasy stuff. I mean, even their Final Fantasy games, in my opinion, suck these days. They went away from the whole turn-based kind of sort of strategy elements that you used to have to have to where now it's an action game. Yeah. Uh, so I don't love them like I used to. They did make a Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and Advance 2 on the Game Boy Advance. It was super childish. It was like, here's a story of these kids in junior high, and they get sucked into another world. And it was The gameplay was fun, but the story wasn't... This wasn't as, there? Right. And so I get you. I like them, but I don't like love them like I love Final Fantasy Tactics. So, I hear you. Um, that will have to be my number one game. All right. So just some shout-outs that we have that didn't make the top five list. Um, I've got Grand Theft Auto Vice City. See, that's actually my least favorite of the PS2 games. Yeah. But most people, it's their favorite. But it's really because I didn't play it. Like, I was that kid who I bought Grand Theft Auto 3 not knowing what it was. Like, mm-hmm. probably the first day it came out, I happened to be at Walmart. I looked at the back cover. He goes, oh, this looks fun. And then I took it home, played it. And then, like, two months later is when it was like... The Washington, D.C. sniper learned how to kill people from Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> and then all the stories of you kill hookers, which if you ever played the game, it's like 0.01% of the game. Like, it's not a big deal. You don't even have to do it. No. You can just have sex with the hookers and not kill them, but that would be a waste of money because you can just get the money back. I mean, exactly. There was so much to it, but my friends would all come over, play Grand Theft Auto 3, where... And the game, at least for us back then, I'm sure the same was how many stars of a warrant level can yes, you get? Yes, and how many can you get away Hop with? Hop in the cheats, quick as possible, get all the weapons, yep. start blowing up helicopters. Um, but three really was amazing when I played it. And Understand. Then, uh, my friend Jonathan got Vice City, and I went to his house and played it, but the map is so small. And this is why people say it's better because it, 
it's a little more contained, I think, about Cities and the Rest. And then I loved San Andreas because it was like NWA. Like you were like basically playing in 1980s California. Yeah. And I just loved that shit. Now, they went a little overboard with you could get fat and get skinny and get muscular. There's a little too much to it. Yeah, I, I can see that. But I actually I played those where I didn't really play Vice City except at friends' houses. Whereas if I owned it, I may completely agree Vice City's the best of the that original trilogy. Um, but I could see it going either way. Yeah, I mean, the reason we got that I love Vice City so much is because, I mean, you know, when I was growing up, there was nothing above PG that I could even watch on TV or movies right. um, until I graduated high school. However, we convinced my grandmother this was a good game. Um, we had to immediately get rid of it. But I just loved that game so much. Well, in kind of the same uh, vein, I love Bully. Yes. Which is like prep school grand theft auto mm -hmm. maps a lot smaller of course because you're at a prep school and there's like a little town next yeah where i actually have it on ps4 i'm planning on beating it eventually uh i fucking loved bully when it came it came out i, I remember you played it all the time yeah it, i love bully i would say the most recent game that i think is great and it was almost on my top five list but then i remembered ogre battle 64 and was like gotta include it is horizon zero dawn which i let you borrow like six months ago and you haven't even touched it no yeah Probably the best, in my opinion, of modern generation game. Like, I'm, I think Last of Us is real good as well, mm -hmm. and you know some other good games. But it's so you're so far in the future that people have became cave people again, and you're this red-haired girl named Alloy, I believe it was her name. And then there's dinosaur robots that roam around, and you kill them and get resources off of them, and do all this crazy stuff. The story's cool. It's like sci-fi. But it's like, but it's still old, hunters, yeah, right. So like, you're still hunting around. Uh, people are really fucking mean to your main character at the beginning of the game. It talked a little flack from some Native American organizations for using the term "brave," which will never, I'll never understand. If like, say they call white people courage, and you're like, how dare you? <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. Um, but like, the game's amazing. Someday you will play it, and you'll be like, oh fuck, I can't believe the way of this song for like, sure. It's that good. Yeah, so another one I have on there that was old school on Sega was just Sonic. I, I mean, I had a Sega Genesis. I liked Sonic 2 a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't think I owned Sonic 1. It just, when I think back, I'm like, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, but I mean, at the time, it was It was cool just awesome. Shit. And then, the, I don't remember what it's called, but there's a WWF game on Sega uh, that had like... It was the arcade version that it was like the photo, it was like photos of people. yes scanned into a computer and then that's what moved i just remember i always use bam bam bigelow i always use razor ramon razor ramon yep I, I could see that uh some kind of other games i've played somewhat recently and then others uh stardew valley okay is a newer game it looks like a nintendo a super nintendo game it's on everything so like, i mean if you have anything that plays games you can find this game uh it's like Harvest Moon, which I remember you, I'm sure you remember playing where you're a I farmer, do. right? You inherit a farm from your grandpa. This took like Harvest Moon, that whole farming aspect, and mix in just a little bit of Super Nintendo Zelda. So like you go into dungeons and you fight things with a sword and things like that. Uh, I I played the fuck out of that game recently, like with a few months ago, just was like, oh, I'm going to beat this game finally. And it just it hits that itch of like, checking boxes like well i'm gonna plant potatoes you know and i gotta make sure i water them and <laughs> do these things I, now i have cows i gotta go milk the cows so uh i loved harvest moon as a kid and i now love stardew valley which is kind of like it's predator or 
I don't I guess Hearthstone would be its predecessor, but yeah. it's kind of carrying the torch for that sort of game. And I think one guy made it. And anytime there's a game where like one dude made it by himself, I just I'm gonna check it out for sure. See what it's like. Uh, I mentioned Final Fantasy a little bit earlier. I love Final Fantasy six, VI, seven, and nine. Like those are the three I will stand by forever. So no eight. No, I know it's weird. Uh, <laughs> Six was on Super Nintendo. It was released as Final Fantasy Three. It was one of those games I just played with Rusty. I watched him play all that, mm-hmm. and it's like the last great Super Nintendo game. Well, I think Chrono Trigger came out afterwards, and Chrono Trigger's great too. Uh, it's super fucking long, and it's a convoluted story. At one point in time, you go to the moon and fight people on. Like it's it's ridiculous, but it's really fun. Uh, seven, I'm sure you're aware. Like, again, on PS1, changed the game. It was like yes. 3D graphics, and oh my god, these cutscenes. Played it and beat it recently on PS4. Graphics do not hold up. Still a fun game. <laughs> it has the best system, in my opinion, with the materia system, the way you learn moves. Um, eight came out, and it was like they were trying to take all the aesthetics of seven, like the mm-hmm. futuristic sci-fi, but that's not really what Final Fantasy was, given the name Fantasy in the title. And so I just didn't like it. Um, for whatever reason, it came out, didn't like it. If I replayed it now, maybe I would. But at the time, I didn't. And then 9, I recently beat when they re-released that one. Mm-hmm. But I remember beating that as a kid, and it kind of took it to its roots of knights and wizards and just fucking love 9. Anything from 10 onwards. Like Final Fantasy 10, I wanted to love. I bought it before I even bought a PS2. Like, I bought it at Walmart. I knew I was getting a PlayStation 2 for Christmas that year. Just held it, looked at the box for two months. And then I played it and was like, it's too easy. This is stupid. I don't like like they it was There's a first shot they had for you. Well, they had voice acting. And so like one of the big things for me, at least growing up, was I would name the main character after me. And then like so when I played seven, like I'll name me Cloud, I would name you Barrett. Or, yeah. You know, Barrett would name Pow Wow. And you would like, these are my friends. I'm playing the game. And then Ten came along and had voice acting, and you couldn't do that anymore because it wouldn't make sense for them to call, you know, say your name and then that's exactly. not your name. So I get why it happened. I just remember being really fucking bummed about it. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And then 12, tried to copy an MMO. 13, I wanted to love, but didn't. Like, I just have not been able to enjoy Final Fantasy games the way I once did. And then kind of in that same vein, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I really like Kingdom Hearts. It's basically, I've, I told you this recently, it's basically the same gameplay as God of War. And I never connected that previously. Uh in two random small games that I've loved in the last couple of years is Firewatch on PS4 where you, okay. there's no combat. You're a dude who takes a job in like the 80s as a Firewatch person in Wyoming. If you're like, you know, in the tower looking mm-hmm. out. And then there's like a mystery going on. So you're just walking around, finding stuff. Like not really something I would think would be my sort of game, but I played it and fucking loved it. Yeah. And it has the best theme on PS4. Like it changes by the where time of day it is, changes what it That's looks like. Sweet. Like kind of goes throughout yeah. the day and stuff. Um, and then Life is Strange, which is this, some girl has a superpower, she can rewind time, and then she's in love with this other girl, and it's like episodic, and again, not some of my typical thing, it was free on PlayStation Plus one month, and so you I had played to, it. you had to play it, yeah. And I was like, oh, this game's really fucking dope. So, I would also recommend that one. For sure. Um, two, the last two I have on mine, Battlefield 3, um, I, I really got into. I mean, that's what got me off of Call of Duty. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I loved Call of Duty. One reason I loved it was you could create your own emblem. Yeah, that's um, fun. I just remember it took me like an hour and a half to create the emblem I wanted. Um, it was pretty dope. But Battlefield 3, I just, the tanks, the helicopter. Now, it was, I was just never so big. For sure. And I, now, I've never, I've, I can still try to play now, but I've never been good at the jets. Yeah, everything's just, hard. 
now people are ridiculously good at, at them. Have you seen those videos? Like they'll Do shoot like, someone, jump out of it, snipe someone in the and air, then, and then get land back, back down in there. It. It's it's stupid, impressive. Yeah, I mean, I can destroy some people with the tanks. I, I but just I can't put enough time into a game to be that good anymore. No, ag agree. And I mean, some of these people, it's like day two, they're already um, prestiged once, and it, I just, you can't ever keep up anymore. Yeah. Um, all right, random other games. I think you had one more, but uh, Dark Cloud, game that came out on, I think it was PlayStation 2 that I really loved. Mm -hmm. uh, Rezogun, which was a day one game on PS4. It's like modern Galaga or Space Invaders. It's yeah. like you're around a cylinder, and you have a little spaceship, and you just shoot shit. It's really fucking hard. But whenever you beat it, you feel like a badass. And I like any game that, like, you feel impressed with yourself right, when you for do sure. something. Um, so that's cool. Um, something I've loved forever, and I'm so mad they haven't come with the fourth one, is the skate games. I remember those, yes. Like, Tony Hawk was cool. I understand how Tony Hawk's great. But Skate 1, Skate 2, and Skate 3, I loved every one of those games. I had Robin Big, which, you know, we loved Robin Big back then. Yes. Um it was just like a realistic skate game and I got really good at it. I think if I never got good at it, I probably wouldn't love it like I did. Um, but I just fucking got good at it. And so I liked it more for that reason. Um, and then I got to give, I have three more. I got to shout out maybe four NCAA football. I don't even like Madden. I haven't for a long time. NCAA football was always better. For sure. I just remember in high school, nonstop people would play that. Well, and I really liked their my career sort of mode, whether it be like you as the guy that goes through and graduates mm -hmm. or the coaching mode, like you're recruiting. Um, I remember me and Marshall when I – so like the PS3, Xbox 360 was out for a long time at this point, but I still mm -hmm. was playing like NCAA 09 <laughs> on PS2, and I it was one of my semesters I did not do good in class. I just skipped class every day, and Marshall would come over, and we would do nothing but play. We made the Alaska State Tech Rockets because you can make <laughs> your own team, and we had we knew what every player's first and last name was on our team that we recruited, and then we made the backstories for them. And we're like, oh, Hernandez, a wide receiver, and it tells you like where they're from. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he's from Compton. He grew up on the streets, and you like make up all this bullshit. And then we would always know the name of our lot three linebackers, so it'd be like. The Grant Smith and Weston firm. Exactly. Right? Like, we would make up all this bullshit, but it was so much fun uh, to waste time. So I have to shout that one out. The Sims was a huge Sims fucking deal. Sims was awesome. Um, I mean, I still like it. I mean, like, I like Pokemon too. I didn't put it on the list. Yeah. I, mean, I just fell out of it at some point in time where, but like, the originals I fucking loved. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I will say my last shout out to Game Dev Tycoon. Which you might remember, I bought for seven dollars on Steam. I remember that. I've put in, I think Steam says like eight hundred hours into that game, just clicking and typing. Like you, it's it's almost no gameplay. Yeah, it's you're literally simulating you running a game development studio. But there's something about that game that even now I could start a game and I'd probably play it the rest of the day until I beat it. Like I really, really enjoyed that game. That's oh, crazy. I guess Mario Three. Mario Three was the first game I loved. Yeah, I can see that. More than anything. The last one that I have a shadow was probably one of the hardest games I've ever played and never beat, which was Lion King. Oh yeah, I liked Aladdin a lot. Aladdin was awesome. Um, but I just remember Lion King was so difficult. I'm pretty sure like Lion King, if I remember correctly, like in the game industry, I thought of as being one of the harder platforms. It was real floaty. Yes. Like Simba floated when you, you jumped you couldn't you couldn't predict every time you're gonna jump it at. was no mario um no that's for sure but that that's my last one that i have to give a shout out to all right and we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back
And we're back. Uh, did plan on covering uh, South Park's new video game, do a little review of that. But we just spent way too long talking about video games, so we're going to save <laughs> it for next week. All right. So something I kind of wanted to do, and anyone can participate at home as well when you're listening to this, is there is a website, uh, thepoliticalcompass.org, I believe it is. Yep. Uh, you can take a test. kind of basically tells you where you're at. So... Simple XY sort of graph, you know, from the X axis is Republican to Democrat. The Y axis is uh, Libertarian to Authoritarian. And then you answer these questions and it'll kind of let you know where you're at. For sure. Um, as far as there, a lot of people I don't think really know what they believe. They just kind of go off of what the TV tells them to believe. Um, I know me personally, when I'm involved in any political conversation, if I'm in a room full of conservatives, they all think I'm a diehard liberal. And when I'm in a room full of liberals, they all think I'm a conservative <laughs> because I I really do kind of try to think, think things through a little bit and not mm-hmm. just be like, I have to think this way. Um, so I would encourage everyone to actually think about stuff. So we're going to go over these questions. We're going to answer them, see where we go to here. So. First question to ask here is, if economic globalization is inevitable, it should be primarily to serve humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. And then all these answers are going to be strongly disagree, disagree, agree, or strongly agree. So what do you think, Powell? If economic globalization is inevitable, should it be to serve humanity rather than transnational corporations? I strongly agree with it. I do too. I, I'm not one of those people that think corporations are people. I just think that's bullshit. I, <laughs> I think that's the most bullshit thing. But um, so I also strongly agree to that. All right. Question two we have I'd always support my country, whether it was right or wrong. See, this is where it, it to it's me, a little trickier. A little, a little trickier. Because um, it depends on how far. Um, wrong it is here. If we're See, talking about mass extinction, I would only go disagree as opposed to strongly disagree. Agree because I wouldn't be a human. I don't think if I didn't be like, well, I kind of need to protect my self interest, right? Exactly. So like, I'm not gonna try to put myself in a position where I'm gonna be targeted by our country if it's doing wrong shit. But in general, yeah, I disagree that I'm always gonna support our country. Right? I agree. Same like, spot. Vietnam, we shouldn't have been there. No. You know what I mean? Sort of thing. All right. Uh, no one chooses his or her country of birth, so it's foolish to be proud of it. I'm just going to have to go with disagree. See, uh, I, I kind of agree, but I, I'm the same way with race and everything else. Right? You are, yeah. Because it to me, it doesn't fucking... You're a person and you are what you are, <laughs> right? And so to be proud of something you have no control over is odd to me, but... I'm not against someone being proud of it just because. I just think you need to have more reasons than just because. For sure. All right. uh, Next one. Our race has many superior qualities compared with other races. I just think that question's funny. It is. Um, I just am surprised that's on here, honestly. Right. Especially right now. Um, On on this one, I am going to have to go with strongly disagree. I I also strongly disagree. Um, I think there's historical context certain things of like certain races made better choices or mm-hmm. and again i like i just said i don't think you should be proud of your race it's a made-up bullshit concept <laughs> uh, based on where you evolved at and your skin color and all that so also strongly disagree uh, it says the enemy of my enemy is my friend i agree 
Yeah, I agree. I don't think I strongly agree. I agree. But yeah, I mean, I think at the very least, it's been hammered into our brains so long that you have to kind of agree with it. Uh, Next one, military action that defies international law is sometimes justified. Again, to me, this is a tough one because it depends on the situation. But to me, on this one, I'm going to have to go with disagree. Um, yeah, I use what because who is the international law making up these rules? Maybe they don't have the best exactly, and that's that's my thing. Is I agree. Maybe it doesn't have the best interest, but again, it depends on the situation. But in most cases, I'm gonna have to go with disagree. All right. Um. Says there is now a worrying fusion of information and entertainment. I strongly agree with that. I do too, and it kind of all comes back to. Whenever a news program is selling ads and has commercial time, they're always going to be going for entertainment. Yep. We're not trying to quite be honest. Yep. That's just the way it is, in my opinion. All right, next page we got. It says, uh, people are ultimately divided more by class than by nationality. Strongly agree. I also strongly agree. I think it's the one thing I try to get out when people are, you know, claim something's racist or whatever. Um I guarantee you someone treats Will Smith different than a poor black person. And yeah. I guarantee they treat Will Smith better than a poor white person. Like just use him as an example. For right? sure. Like I just, I think everyone's lying to themselves when they act like it's divided on color and not by how much money you make or have. Agreed. Uh, it says controlling inflation is more important than controlling unemployment. For this one, honestly, I could go either way. I agreed. I'm going to have to go with agree. See, I think I'm going to go with disagree, uh, but really my only thought process there is I think if people were working, I think it's just better for everyone if everyone has a job. I think it's slightly more important than controlling inflation because in theory, the free market should balance the inflation thing. It right? should. It doesn't, but it should. It, it should, so, but we'll, it doesn't. We'll disagree on that one, but I don't think we're that far off on our thinking. No. All right. So next question because corporations cannot be trusted to voluntarily protect the environment, they require regulation. I think their setup sentence was really important to the question. Mm-hmm. Because I would love to say, yeah, companies should do what they want. But we've obviously seen throughout history, people are not going to care about the environment if they're going to make money. Agreed. I mean, we just talked about the 9 million deaths in 2015. Right. Um, to me, I, I agree on this one. Me as well. Uh, it's a sad reflection on our society that something as basic as drinking water is now a bottled, branded consumer product. Agree. I would say yes and no because bottled water has existed forever. It I mean, has- not forever, for a long time. Because people couldn't trust that the water they were getting was clean or not. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's a sad reflection. I mean, it is in a way that people are going to pay money when they could get out of a tap. But they are... You pay for that water too. It's just a lot cheaper, for sure. Uh, and hopefully, you don't get any of the chemicals in your city's water. So you agree on that? I'm going to say disagree, just because I don't know if it's necessarily a sad reflection of our society or if it's just the way the world works. Because, for instance, like when Fiji water first came out, was super expensive, oh, and people man. were like, they're willing they to pay nuts. it because of the price tag, right? Yes, and it really wasn't because the water was bad or anything. I'm no. not just think that's what it is. Same way, like. The place your normal paper towels get made, like your name brand versus your generic brand, it's mm-hmm. in the same factory. It's just some people are going to pay more because that one costs more, and that's just how people are. Yeah. So uh says land shouldn't be a commodity to be bought and sold. So I, I'm going to kind of go against my normal way of thinking because after I reread this question, 
I'm going to have to agree, even though I am a current land and homeowner. Yeah. But but I do agree with that statement. It's just with our current society, I, I can't. I mean, really, the question is: Should people be able to own land? That's more or less what it's saying. Yes. Um, they always have. I mean, I, mean, I think if I was able to actually own it, yes. But at the end of the day, you don't one hundred percent own your land. I mean, they, the U.S. can come and take it from you anytime. For sure. So uh, that's why I have to agree with that statement. Uh, I think I will lean that way as well. Um, it says it is regrettable that many personal fortunes are made by people who simply manipulate money and contribute nothing to their society. Agreed. I think I agree as well on a principle level. I mean, I respect the hustle. I really do. Exactly. <laughs> but just so I guess by moral level, I'd have to agree on that. Uh, it says protectionism is sometimes necessary in trade. So that's kind of like, uh, you know, what Trump's talking about right now. Like we need to protect our self-interest in these trade scenarios. I want to agree, but I also like free trade. And I think free trade would mean. Agreed. There's that's no laws anywhere as far as doing that sort of back deal stuff. But we've seen the effects of that where jobs are lost and things. So. Exactly. I, I, to me, I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to I'm gonna disagree. All right. It says the only social responsibilities of a company should be to, should be to deliver a profit to its shareholders. On this one, I strongly disagree. Okay. I'm just going to go uh, a normal disagree, but I understand the strongly disagree. And I can honestly understand the other side as well because – your shareholders put money into it. I mean, and they I think expect it's, something in return. I think it's where you're at. I, I'm not a shareholder at all. Right. Um, so to me, I think you have to take care of not just your shareholders, but also your employees um, that you have in your company. So to me, and now maybe if I was on, if you know, if I was in another scenario where I was, I may disagree differently. But on this one, I have to strongly disagree. Right. All right. It says the rich are too highly taxed. Strongly disagree. Well, I'll be honest, I don't know what all the laws are right, and things like that uh, as far as what they are taxed, but I do know there's enough loopholes that they come out not they, paying much. Next year, when because the, the new tax bracket came out, I believe it's 35% is the max that they could be taxed, um, where if I'm getting almost 25% taxed. Right. Well, I'm kind of in the thing. I think everyone should be taxed the same percent. I can go with that. Because I know how percentages work. A lot of people don't <laughs> seem to. And when people are like, well, 25% to me is a lot more than 25% to you. I'm like, yeah, I know how, how that get works. It. Yes. But whatever we decide the number should be, I don't see why it's not that across the board. I could go with that. Um, so I will kind of have to agree on, or disagree with the saying they are too highly taxed. It says those with the ability to pay should have access to higher standards of medical care. Because I have to look at it this way that it, going out working 60 hours weekend because you have that extra job that you decided to work for that you can now have this additional benefit well i think it's weird that we view at least in america lately and it's kind of against my liberal friends care is automatically different than all other purchases and i just don't think it's like some people can afford this car and some people can afford this kind of car agree some people can afford this kind of food and some people can afford more expensive food like I think that option should be there mm -hmm. that, if you want to put the money into it. Agree. It's on this one. I have to go with agree. All right. It says government should penalize businesses that mislead the public. I have to strongly agree on that. I agree as well. Now, fun fact, 
food industry, no regulations. All that shit you see on boxes of organic, 100% of this, no one checks that, and they can just lie to you. Yeah. And no one cares. Wasn't there that thing about the 100% GMO tomatoes, and there's actually no GMO tomatoes at all? Right. Um, well, and that's the other thing. I don't have a problem with GMO stuff. It's a genetically modified organism. If we can make fruit bigger just by going in and genetically changing it, that is not saying we're changing anything else about it. I think there's a maybe we'll have a topic in the future. There's a huge misconception on a lot of that For stuff. For sure. All right, it says, a genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies. So basically, um, right, you know, Apple is the richest company in the world. Mm-hmm. They could go out and buy every technology company. They have the money to make themselves a monopoly. And in a real free market, you would allow that to happen because it's the free market. Mm-hmm. I think if we all started out at zero... Like right now, we reset the decks. Everyone had the same amount of monopoly money at the beginning. Then you let them do it. Yeah. But I think because every we're going to be impacted by history and everything that's come before, you, I have to agree. Like that can happen in a generally free market. I agree because it's not. I, I don't think we can ever get to a real free market. Yeah, I agree with that. And it says the freer the market, the freer the people. Is freer even a real word? Never seen it until now because it okay. looked like Freer. <laughs> exactly. Okay, sorry. Um <clears throat> I mean, in a way, I mean, if you're if you if you're saying a free people means you could do what you want, yeah. Agree, that's what I'm saying. It, to me, I have to agree with it. But I think it's hinting at other stuff. Yeah, I, I agree as well. Even though I don't think freer I don't know. I, someone tell me if I'm wrong, but I just never heard it. Never heard of freer. Not seen this, but I would feel the F R E hyphen er it almost looked like freezer with some missing letters in it yeah all right so it looks like we're getting some good ones here on page three it says abortion when the woman's life is not threatened should always be illegal i have to disagree yeah and this isn't off a moral thing i just think in general i disagree with the whole the woman's my body my choice thing because i do think if the man is involved in the life and they wanted the kid and a lot of people were like, who gives a fuck what they think? That's a hard one for me to deal with. Right? I agree. In that thought process. But in general, I, I kind of think if a woman wants to pay for it and it's not the time they off and it's early enough that they should be able to get an abortion. Agree. I, mean, I always think the rape argument always gets thrown into it. Yeah, but I mean, even even if they had a consensual sex, if you didn't want to get pregnant, I mean, we, take, we have comms, birth control, we have all kinds of other birth control methods. But for some reason, this one... Is the yeah. one that's the problem for or people. Or if you're on the Senate panel, you believe you're, the women's body can reject. Yeah, it can re- reject rape sperm. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, it says all authority should be questioned. On I, this? I agree. I'll say on this one, because of what I usually do, <laughs> I have to say agree. All right. It says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I agree. I, I would have to say I disagree. Um I think that's just all kind of how you're raising different people. For sure. Right? Uh, I don't always think two wrongs make a right sort of thing, right? And that's basically, to me, that's how I read that. I two understand. Two wrongs make a right. Um, but if you're saying it in a positive way, like someone does something good for you, you do something good for them. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. So kind of depends on the context on that one. It says taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any threat. Wait, did I read that right? No, theaters. Oh, theaters. <laughs> <laughs> or museums that cannot survive on a commercial basis. I, I don't understand where their question comes from. Um, well, like, should the government step in to keep open a business that people obviously don't care enough about to support financially? 
I would argue that it's always been this way. The monarchies supported artists because they wanted art in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess it depends how much you care about art and stuff. I think in today's world, that doesn't happen near as much as it used to. But yeah, museums probably aren't going to make enough money on their own these days. But if you have a kid that fucking loves dinosaurs and you want to take them to a museum and you want to be able to show them, you want them, you want it to be there and you don't want to pay $30 to go to a museum. You like permission. Exactly. So. I'll, so then thinking about, it, I have to just disagree. Yeah. I mean, I think in general, I don't like, uh, the government having to do stuff to keep something. I mean, kind of goes against the whole free market idea mm-hmm. in a way. Um, all right, so schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. I think if it's free, they should. Exactly. I think if you're getting a free education, um, yeah, you should have to be in class. For sure. I, I know in college I hated attendance policies. And I'm like, uh, we're I'm paying, paying for it. I'm paying exactly. for it. I can show if I want to. If I bought a movie with a ticket, you're not going to force me to go see the movie. I can skip it if I want. Yeah, but I agree. I, public schools, that's all I saw on that one. I have to disagree. All right. Uh, it says all people have their rights, but it is better for all of us that different sorts of people should keep to their own kind. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think that one's an easy one. <laughs> I mean, I will even say strongly. Yeah, I'll disagree. say, you know, I have to, yeah, strongly. Because I guess if that, then we shouldn't even be doing this podcast. Yeah, because we're, we're mixed racing it <laughs> exactly. over here. Exactly. The podcast. Uh, it says good parents sometimes have to spank their children. I will agree. Um, I won't go strongly because I, I mean, there's plenty of research of showing violence at a young age. It's going to lead to violence and for sure. I mean, I, I've seen the opposite where they don't, people don't discipline their kids at all. It, and it gets, and if I learned anything out of from control. super nanny, <laughs> at least do timeouts, timeouts for sure. All right. Uh, it says it's natural for children to keep some secrets from their parents. Uh, absolutely agree. Yep. I do as well. All right. It says possessing marijuana for personal use should not be a criminal offense. I'm going to strongly agree. Yep. I was about to say strongly agree. I, I mean, I'm just in the general thought of if you're not harming others, and I think you have the right to harm yourself if you do think it's harmful. For sure. Uh, now, if you're like, you're possessing marijuana and beating people because of it, yeah, you, that agree. assault should be illegal. But yep. just you owning a controlled substance, I don't think should be criminal, but I am biased because I've been arrested. All right, it says the prime function of schooling should be to equip the future future generations to find jobs. Stuff. <laughs> this is tough. I think it depends on the level. I think uh, elementary school. That's not. No, agreed. That should be <laughs> learning critical thinking and learn how to think for yourself. But I think at a certain level. I think once you hit high school. Right. I mean, I think even in college, the way we have gen ed courses, where I'm like, why do I take biology? I'm not going into that. Field. I don't need zoology at all. To right. So, ah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go agree or disagree. It's, I'm going to have to uh, go with... I'm going to have to go with... I'm going to agree. agree. I'm going to agree that it should be... Actually, I'm going to say I disagree because I'm going to think of public schooling here because that's the one the government pays mm-hmm. for or whatever. Uh, and at, up to a certain age, I don't think it should be just to find a job. I think if you learn all the other stuff, it would help you find a job, but they shouldn't necessarily be teaching how to cut hair in high school or do things job-focused. For sure. Um, it says people with serious inheritable d- disabilities should not be allowed to reproduce. <laughs> I, I have to, I have to disagree. See, I've always kind of been fascinated with eugenics, right? Mm-hmm. And I know it led to Nazism and that whole thing of superior races. 
I think if there is scientific facts that certain things are passed on through the genes, I'm not against this. I, I know that, that kind of is against freedom and all that stuff, right? But like, and I know this isn't the case, but like, say, like Down syndrome or something like that, if it was only passed through people, like through genes, as far as like Down syndrome people have Down syndrome babies, mm-hmm. right? But obviously, that's not the case. Then I could see that, but I can't think of any diseases that are only passed like that. Yeah, I don't. But I mean, on that one, I just, I have to, you know what? I honestly have to strongly disagree. Yeah. I think everyone should be able to have sex. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, all right, the most important thing for children to learn is to accept discipline. Uh, I think I, it I, is important. I, just I don't, don't think it's the, the most, most important. Right. I have to disagree with that. I, mean, I agree. I think it is very important that you understand discipline, that there is consequences for all of your actions. But I would say there's probably more there's some, important <laughs> things. <laughs> for sure. That. All right, so there are no savage and civilized people. There are only different cultures. So I guess when they're saying peoples here, they mean groups of people. Because mm-hmm. I think there could be an individual person who is savage or For sure. Civil. Um, but apparently the first homo sapien, if born today and raised in our society, should turn out more or less like me or you. We haven't changed that much. I mean, that's what makes mm-hmm. us homo sapiens. So I would have to agree with that. Yep. All right. It says when you are troubled it's better not to think about it but to keep busy with more cheerful things (laughs) i have to strongly disagree i mean i don't do that uh so i would disagree but it might be better i just think i don't have experience rip the band-aid off and let's let's get it taken care of you're right all right says first generation immigrants can never be fully integrated within their new country uh, disagree? Yeah, I just don't know if this means like this. We would allow them to do so, or they well, just can't. I think there would. All, I think their experiences definitely would be different if they grew up in a different, like a third world country than here. Like they would never be fully exactly like you because they didn't. Mm-hmm. If they grew their own food, for instance, and me and you got TV dinners handed to yeah. us, like yeah, we won't be the same. But I think they could love the country and be as patriotic to a place that has given them opportunities. There's plenty of people they, to do that now. Yeah, right. So we'd have to disagree. It says what's good for. What's good for the most successful corporations is always ultimately good for all of us. I have to disagree. I would even say strongly disagree. Yeah, I mean... Because I don't know why... Again, I mentioned Apple earlier. Why Apple making a bunch of money? How is that good for me? Exactly. It doesn't help me. And I'll, except for that, it just means you're going to now make iPhones. I mean, the ten's going to be $1,000 as it is, is the basic model. Right. So, yeah, I have to disagree. All right. So, page four. Do it. So, all right, next question. Our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counterterrorism. I strongly agree. Yep. I was just about to say, yeah. I mean, the NSA is listening on this podcast right now through this webcam on our computer. For sure. And we can't do shit about it because of terrorism. Uh, it says, a significant advantage of a one-party state is that it avoids all the arguments that delay progress in a democratic political system. So this is basically saying if like we only had Democrats or only had Republicans, we would progress faster because no one would be bickering. Except for the people that don't want to be part of that. I mean, I'm against a two party state. Like I think we should have multiple. I think agree. I think only having two choices is just it's tricking us, right? It is. So um I would have to I'm gonna have to strongly. Yeah, strongly disagree. All right, it says although the electronic age makes official surveillance easier. 
Only wrongdoers need to be worried. Uh, I, I disagree with that. I also disagree. I mean, we know of plenty. Of, I mean, there are plenty of stories of people abusing yeah. their power, getting into exes, phones, looking at pictures, mm-hmm. things like that. All right, it says the death penalty should be an option for the most serious crimes. I think, but it just says most serious. To me, that's like not most serious physical crimes. Well, in my mind, the, this is only including when you kill people. But maybe the other people that wouldn't be right. But so the way I read it of most serious crimes would be murder. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I've seen in Florida, they're going to allow the death penalty for a drug trafficking charge. That's nuts. Now, granted, he was also convicted of... Uh, he had beat a few people that owed him some money. Um, but his major charge was cocaine and heroin, and uh, I think one or two people had overdosed on it as I well. I guess, if, yeah. I mean, if if those crimes lead to death, you know, if he's can from behind prison walls still orchestrate other people's deaths. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of get the argument. I'm just going to agree with this on the death penalty. Agreed. Only for a financial reason, really, because my grandfather always said, you know, why pay for someone's whole life in jail when you can you just, just take them out with a yep. 50 cent bullet or whatever. <laughs> uh, and I kind of under, understand that. Yeah, that we just don't have firing squads. But then again, like I say, in Texas, they've done all this DNA testing on old things and they release all these people that were on death row. Yeah. And, and, like, and it makes you like, yeah, that's a problem. So I think I'm only really cool with the death penalty if you were 100% know they admitted to it or you have undisputable evidence for sure all right it says in a civilized society one must always have people above to be obeyed and people below to be commanded i mean i don't know because civil part of me in the word civilized does kind of make me lean that way agree that's i don't know if that's really part of the definition but i understand that um but in general i don't think people have to be in charge people have to i would like to think we as humans could get to a place of like Let's all be good. Now, we might not be. I was like, I just don't think we could get there. I mean, on honestly, on this one, I'm going to have to go with agree. I'm going to have to go with disagree. All right, it says, abstract art that doesn't represent anything shouldn't be considered art at all. I'm just not a huge art buff, but I... I would I'm, strongly disagree because art is so... It doesn't... I mean, it's up to the eye of the beholder. That, that's all I was going to say. Right? So to me on this one, I just have to go with disagree. I mean, you can see a mountain and be like, that's beautiful art. And it's man. I mean, it's nature. Yeah. Right. Or you can be someone put a red dot on a white wall and for what it speaks to you for whatever reason. And that speaks to you to each its own. Now I have to look at it. All right. It says in criminal justice, punishment should be more important than rehabilitation. To me on this one, I have to strongly disagree. I think I just normal disagree because like we've talked about LV. Mm hmm. I don't know if rehabilitation would ever have worked. I agree. I think there has to be a limit. Um, but I think the first thing we should try to do is not just punish people, but try to well, figure hey, out how to... The question re- kind of gets here. It is a waste of time to try and rehabilitate some criminals. Okay. <laughs> that follows it up. So I agree with that one. Uh, it says the business person and the manufacturer are more important than the writer and the artist. Um, disagree. I disagree as well. I mean, to an extent, I guess, if you're actually making something to be consumed, that you could see it as being more important than the person just giving opinions or art. But you don't know what those opinions and art could lead to on the other side for the business person. Exactly. It says mothers may have careers, but their first duty is to the home is to be homemakers. 
I mean, I, I strongly disagree. I have disagree. to strongly disagree with it. I mean, I think that should be an option, but that is not that should not be the very first thing that is required right. I mean, of I think a mother. If that fits with your lifestyle, sure, if it doesn't. Exactly. Sure, like, I mean, you know, we watch Rugrats, and Phil and Lil's parents <laughs> had gender reverse roles from the typical traditional yep. sense, right? And they were fine. Um, it says multinational companies are unethically exploiting the plant genetic resources of developing countries. Yeah, I mean, so like Apple goes to China to make all these phones because they're resource-rich things and they can pay nothing to people. Now, I'm not against them doing it. Do you want a $10,000 iPhone? Probably not. So, I mean, I think there's pros and cons to both, but I would have to agree that they are exploiting these things. For sure. And then making peace with the establishment is as important aspect of maturity. I have to disagree because if I'm challenging the establishment to begin with, then I can't say that I am wanting to make peace with them, even if I disagree well, with their viewpoint. I think if you mean maturity as in the sense of when you get older and you understand things, I think you do have to make peace on things you can accomplish. Like, I don't think I can change the, anything on my own. So I think it's kind of part of maturity. I don't know if that's the right way to think. Say, is it maturity or is it just after a while you're just giving, you're saying, I'm done with trying to try anymore? Right. All right, next page. All Out right. of six. We're getting there. All right, it says astrology accurately explains many things. I strongly disagree. I'll say I just disagree. First off, the sign you were born under isn't correct. <laughs> exactly. First off, it's been changed because. It's not always those exact days. And then people will be like, now, me personally, I fit Aquarius to a T. When you read anything, I'm like, yep, that's me. Mm -hmm. But I don't really put any faith into that. No. All right, it says, you cannot be moral without being religious. I strongly I, disagree. Yep. Yeah. I, I do not need a religious text to tell me killing people's bad, stealing's wrong. For sure. Rape's good. Oh, wait, most religious texts <laughs> don't mention rape, and we all know it's horrible. All right, charity is better than social security as a means of helping the genuinely disadvantaged. I will just normal disagree. Yeah, I mean... Because I think charities can be picky, choosy, have human agendas. For sure. All that. It says some people are naturally unlucky. I guess I would have to agree. I do um, too, because I feel naturally unlucky. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of people I feel they just have bad luck all the time. Um, so this is important that my child's school instills religious values. Strongly disagree. I also strongly disagree. Again, I think I think each person should be able to choose their own religion, and if you start off at an early age where a kid doesn't have enough knowledge, right. um, then I, I just don't think that's correct. Sex outside of marriage is usually immoral. Um, <laughs> I have to strongly disagree. Yeah, I think it is uh, just a desire. Yeah. When, before you're married or... Unless we're getting married at 12 again, like the good oh, old Jesus. days. All right, so the same-sex couple in a stable, loving relationship should not be excluded from the possibility of child adoption. Strongly agree. But yeah. Yeah. Not be excluded. Yeah, strongly I, agree. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, make sure, I'm, make sure I'm answering that right. I would have to strongly agree. Yeah, I mean... I just want to make sure I, I read the question right. This idea that gay couples will make gay children, I'm like... Is nuts to me. Just like all straight couples make straight children? Yeah, that what? happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, pornography depicting consenting adults should be legal for the adult population. Free market, I have to agree. Yeah. Now, I think if people are forced into this, like sex slavery, then, then that, it's, it's exactly. horribly wrong. But if they're consenting... 
Uh, it says, what goes on in a private bedroom between consenting adults is no business of the state. I strongly agree. They had strongly agree. I don't know why it was already selected, but it was already selected. <laughs> strongly agree. It just knew. Exactly. All right. It says, no one can feel naturally homosexual. Strongly disagree with that. I do as well. And mainly because we grew up in a time where everyone said gay, in fact, would mean stupid and mm -hmm. things like that. And I just can't imagine I, me, I would ever choose that. And I never choose to be straight. I just thought tits were cool or out or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know who would choose that and make their life harder, at least for when we grew up. I think it's probably easier now than it used Agreed, to be. Agreed, but when we grew up, it would... Uh, I just don't... I don't get why. You and even live. now, to a certain yeah. degree, it, it can I mean, be more difficult. where we live. Yeah. For sure. All right, so these days, openness about sex has gone too far. I I disagree with that. I disagree as well. Like... Not strongly, because, yeah, sure, I think... Some things are a little... For instance, like, you have kids, and they're going to learn about sex probably way before we did. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just all, I mean, and I don't know if that's good or bad. We'll see. Exactly. We don't know. We'll, we'll <laughs> see in 15 years or so. All right. See where we stand. All right. Beep, beep, beep. All right. You got to scroll down some. See where you're at. So, look like this. All right, yeah. All right, so, I am... A little more towards libertarian than I am towards liberal. Right? So, like, I am one, two, three, four, mm -hmm. five spaces down towards libertarian, four spaces towards liberal. So, I am definitely liberal libertarian. So, I am more towards authoritarian. I don't have a dot word. Hold on. Sorry. Give me one second. My thing's taking a second slide. Okay. There it is. See? No, keep going. That's the example picture. Oh, okay. I'm like, why is that? Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. It's like, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm... Wow. How far? I'm four left, five down. I'm seven left, five down. So you're a little more liberal than me. Mm-hmm. Which makes I, sense. Yeah. Um, I think in real life, I'm probably a little more libertarian than you are. I'm more on the... People need to figure it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so we're both in the bottom left uh, section. The closest person to us for their um, famous people is Gandhi. Is Gandhi? <laughs> and if there is anyone I'd be compared to, yeah, I'm good with leaders. that. Better than this Stalin, Hitler. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. So anyway, we're kind of both in the same spot. Maybe that makes for not as an interesting of a podcast. And if you disagree with us, totally cool with that. If you take the test, and um, I think everyone should kind of see where you're at, give you an idea of what you think, um, and just check it out. Yeah. All right, so we went pretty long here, but we got one more thing we're going to try to bring up. So what was it, Powell? We do. So I just have some questions. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts. Um, I don't know if our listeners do as well, or maybe they just like us that much. They only want to listen to us. So I'm fine with that. Um, but I just had some questions of some good podcasts. Obviously, ESPN's got a ridiculous amount of those. Yeah. Um, but what is some good podcast to listen to, especially if I'm wanting to listen to like basketball, for instance? Right. Okay. Yeah. I'll go over, uh, let me just go through my list. Uh, I have an app on, I have an Android phone called Podcast Addict. Uh, you have an iPhone, so you can just go to iTunes and subscribe to podcasts. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you're listening to this, go to iTunes and subscribe to our <laughs> podcast, write a review, all of that. Um, so some I like, this one has not been around for two years, but I still have it on my list because I like it, is Jeff Garland, or by the way, in conversation with Jeff Garland. He's the dad off Goldbergs. Uh -huh. um, he is one of the first podcasts I found because I was trying to find to see if Conan 
done podcast. Okay. And he interviews Conan on one of them because they were actually Sweet. roommates in Chicago before he one were famous. Really? And they have really fun. So he just has a famous person on and he just interviews them and he laughs all the fucking time. At first it's annoying, but then you're like, you're so used to it. You <laughs> like it. Um, again, he hasn't put out a new episode in two years, but I think they're interesting. Um, let's see. I was listening to some fancy football podcasts. I really just, I'm so over Matthew Barry on his ESPN one that, because he's wrong a lot. Agreed. Like, I was going to say, he is <laughs> wrong quite often. So, I mean, that's his hustling do what he wants to do. But he tries really hard to be funny, and I just don't find him that funny. For sure. Um, Freakonomics Radio, I'm, I'm subscribed to it. I don't listen to all of them, but they normally have some good topics of just random stuff that you're like, let's see what they have to say there. Um, a couple of video game podcasts, which is made by IGN. Mm -hmm. uh they're kind of hooked. They talk about current events, you know, in video games. And at the end of every episode, they do a video game 20 questions. So there's like the host knows the name of the video game. And then they have to ask, you know, did this come out before 2000? Did it come out before 1999? They have 20 questions to try to guess what video game. Okay. About. So it's like a fun game at the yeah. end, right? Uh, and then also Podcast Beyond, which is an IGN one's focus on uh, PlayStation. And we like PlayStation, mm -hmm. so I'll always check that out. you have any news podcasts that I guess – the least unbiased um not really i don't really listen to many news <laughs> podcasts because i mean like you're saying they're they're gonna lean one way or the other i mean a couple other video game ones the kind of funny people they're guys that were in ig and they left they do some current eventy stuff but they're in san francisco and they're a little too liberal honestly for my taste some of their their stuff but they cover video games and, and they're a fairly fun podcast to listen to uh the ringer which is bill simmons company yes. I listen to a lot of their podcasts. Um, so the Bill Simmons podcast, what it's mm -hmm. called. You know, you said the BS report with ESPN. Uh, I really like his. He, I mean, he has celebrity interviews a lot of times. Like he just had Jeff Bridges on and talked about the Big Lebowski and stuff. For sure. Uh, every Monday, I think it is him and cousin Sal from Jimmy Kimmel's show. They mm -hmm. guess the lines for what NFL games are going to be, or they'll they done NBA over unders for the season. They just talk about. Sports, pop culture, politics, they kind of cover a gamut of everything. Um, I do like the Ringers NBA show. Mm -hmm. um, has this dude from Memphis who sounds like he should be doing football podcasts because he just has that Memphis voice. <laughs> um, but it's really good. Uh, Larry Wilmore, who uh, was the black senior correspondent from The Daily Show. Yes. Uh, he has a podcast called Black on the Air that's underneath the Ringers label. He eventually we're going to get into race stuff more on an episode and we'll see a lot of times he goes too far like i hate this whole it's us versus them regardless of what it is so when even minorities say that i'm like you're doing the same thing you're, and you're making it worse right so he kind of goes there a little too much but i still enjoy his podcast um as far as espn ones um i used to love the nba lockdown podcast mm -hmm from ESPN had George Sedano Izzy Gutierrez Amino Hassam some of the people I really like last week they changed it to the Hoop Collective changed the name of the podcast and they now have like Brian Windhorse and uh, the Boston lady I can't think Ramona her Shelburne no no the lady from Boston that's older oh, was on Around uh, the Horn forever she wrote the book about I know you're talking about, I, I got a picture of her anyway, face they she's have on Around the Horn quite often older people and they talk like NPR like this so what we're going to talk about is the Cavaliers today and it's just <laughs> not like it gets under my skin because it's just not as good as it used to be mm -hmm. And like I came and listened to a whole episode. It's like you're, you're going to change it, make it better, not make it worse. Well, just keep the old one and make this yeah. new one. Like, why do we have to get rid of it? Uh, see, I love Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan experience. Yes. Uh, 
he just has people on it, interviews them. They talk about it. They're like three hour long podcasts, so they take a long time, but they're always very entertaining. Um, this American Life, which is an NPR thing. I don't normally like a lot of NPR stuff because it they always have a certain cadence and rhythm they talk with that kind of puts you to sleep a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I do enjoy that one. Um, the Comedy Button, which uh, I think you should definitely check out. It's like four friends who just shoot the shit they do a weekly show kind of like what we're doing yeah except we're a little more on like we have top they come in with like let's just start talking about random nickelodeon <laughs> shit or whatever um but it is good uh there's an official playstation blog cast which i listen to um and then i guess my favorite espn one would be Jalen and jacoby they okay. have a daily show i listen yep. to it every day uh Jalen rose is an idiot sometimes but he's entertaining jacoby is more the straight man right like kind of sticks a little more of the facts but even he's kind of ridiculous from time to time but it's funny and it's good for uh, sure one i think you would really like because you love the impractical jokers i do is tell them steve dave yes i it's two guys from comic book men and then q from impractical jokers and i really love brian from comic book men i just really enjoy his humor mm -hmm. and and he does a lot of the like everyone's freaking out over nothing like he brought up how people call trump voters trump tards and he has a special needs daughter and he's like liberals are always the ones complaining about terms but yet they're using trump tar which clearly is pointing to retards which we don't like you know it's not a political he makes some good exactly makes some good points he's like i don't care he goes but for them to be the people who care and then you're saying this right. contradicts so, i get it i really like telling steve dave like so i listen to every bill simmons podcast jalen and jacoby um so, I mean, those are probably my highlights okay. of things that I listen to. And then every once in a while, you know, I'll, I'll hear a random one. Like the Serial Podcast, really popularized podcast for a while. And it was good. You know, it was like a weekly series. It's kind of like to make a, Making a Murderer, but mm -hmm. podcast form. Um, so, I mean, that one is good. But really, uh, sports-wise, Jalen Jacoby, Gay Show, and then Bill Simmons podcast, really like. Um, but then I don't love like all the Ringer stuff. Like they have a video game podcast that's horrible because, again, the dude's voices are super boring. And I think that's where I've learned like the rhythm in which you talk and how you talk kind of matters on these podcasts. I think we are doing decent for us just starting out. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get better. Um, but as long as we don't sound too super boring, I think we'll be all right. All right. So that's – oh, and I got to shout out Kevin Smith podcast. So that's <laughs> Fat Man on Batman, which – more nerd centric mm -hmm. him this dude mark uh i don't remember the guy's last name and then he has the smodcast which is with the dude who helped him produce clerks and been his collaborator for a long time and they're just super funny like it's one if i listen while walking the dog in the park like i'll crack up laughing walking and then people look at me like, <laughs> like what are you doing yeah <laughs> uh it's also like that one a lot too all right well i think that wraps up uh, this show ran and, long today exactly again if you have any comments or you would like for us to discuss anything please email us that again is the powwow with mo at gmail.com mo does not have an e it does not so it's t-h-e-p-o-w-w-o-w-w-i-t-h-m-o at gmail.com right and again we're gonna have a beat playing us out by sin city uh, spelled C-Y-N-S-I-T-Y. Um, dude's name's Mike Ford. If you like his beats, want to get in touch with him, Appreciate email it. us and uh, get that over to him. All right, peace out, guys. Peace. Peace.